The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hi, guys. <laughs> First off, just a little reminder to rate us five stars, please, 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 on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a little review. We do read them, and we really love them, and we really love you for doing that mm-hmm. uh, and it makes a big difference for our ratings prospects. for our, for our prospects for in podcasting and in marriage exactly and don't you want us to get married give us a five-star dowry <laughs> please <laughs> okay here's the episode tossed popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Jekyll. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching It Happened One Night. My father was a great piggybacker. Number 46 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this running away (laughs) old film. Run away! Liana. Hi. Hi. Hey. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I really want to hear about your take on this movie. Uh Uh-huh. Should we listen to our predictions first, though, to just get it out of the way? Okay. I feel like, um, you know those little toys where you got to lick them and then you stick them to, the, to themselves and then, stamps. and then they pop? <laughs> you know, stamps. I feel like a stamp. My favorite toy as a child. They ship me off. No. Uh, God, I, they definitely don't have a name, but they're little like rubber balls on a spring with a plasticky base and you stick it to 
its own base and then they pop. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. What about it? That's how I feel. That's how you feel. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to... Do you want to hear yours first? Yeah, Sienna, here's my prediction of what I thought It Happened One Night would be about. Okay. Dear Sienna. Hi. Oh. I'm about to watch oh, It Happened stamps. One Night. <laughs> Letter. I don't know. I don't I don't. I don't know about this movie. I think it's probably from the 40s okay. and black well, and no, white. And <laughs> Correct. Maybe it's another Christmas film where a man Correct. is sad and then the town is like, oh, don't be sad. You're a man. <laughs> and then everybody is kind of fine. Love you. Bye. Okay, well, incorrect. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was Frank Capra. What? I think he's the one who did... It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. that's why his name looked familiar. Yeah, he also did the Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. So you were predicting something. <laughs> Sienna, let's hear your prediction for It Happened One Night. Okay. Hey, Liana, I'm about to watch It Happened One Night. I feel like this might be another Marilyn Monroe movie. Oh. I think it's going to take place in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I was there will be yeah. tall grass in it somewhere. I don't, I just, I'm, I'm seeing this tall grass. Time. You've mentioned grass. And uh, maybe love happened one night. Mm-hmm. One would assume. All right, I love you. Goodbye. And were you in a tunnel <laughs> during this recording? We just don't have any like furniture paintings around really. Oh, apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. cavernous apartment. Got those high ceilings. Yeah. Sienna. Liana. Could you please summarize? It happened one night. Yes. <clears throat> Here's a summary of the film. It happened one night. <laughs> Chaboy Frank Capra is at it again. <laughs> yeah. With this 1934 screwball road trip movie. Yes. Rich person and notorious daughter Ellie Andrews uh. runs away from her father's disapproving custody to go be with her new husband, who she eloped with to make a point. Mm-hmm. Slash to be random. <laughs> random? <gasps> While on the bus from Florida, right? Yeah. While on the bus from Florida to New York, she meets a handsome and low-key rude news reporter <laughs> named Peter. Yeah. They have a screwball adventure over the course of, believe it or not, several nights. Uh huh. And they fall in love. Yeah. The end. At first, he only wants her for the story. It's one of those. They end up falling in love. Blah, 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 blah. And her journey makes the headlines because she's so rich. Uh huh. Yep. Liana looks happy. <laughs> I really liked this. You did? <laughs> yeah. You did? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I enjoyed it so much. I am, I am astonished. <laughs> I also loved it. <laughs> but I assumed this would be one that I would love and you would be like, eh. I'm so happy. Okay. Claudette Colbert. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour, Claudette. Where has she been? France. Really? Actually, only for like three years. <gasps> and then she grew up in America. Liana, do you have any historical context so that we can talk about this movie? Yes! Okay. <gasps> Hello, and welcome to the historical context segment for It Happened One Night, the 1934 film. 
based on the August 1933 short story Night Bus by Samuel Hopkins Adams. <gasps> that's an apt name. Moon Knight. <laughs> oh, that's why you kept saying that. <laughs> it happened one moon night. <laughs> it happened moon night. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> the movie was actually pre-code. It seems like it. It seems like it, but it was released four months before the codes were rigidly enforced. So uh. the motion picture codes, technically they were written in 1930, but they didn't get enforced until the summer of 1934 when Hollywood was like, everyone thinks we're a slut. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to really rein it in <laughs> because they had movies like this that kept flashing a little leg. Yeah. Showing, yeah. them, showing, showing some mansions. And apparently there were like a lot of very public scandals featuring Hollywood stars. And so they oh. were like, we got to we gotta change public perception of what Hollywood is up to because oh. otherwise we're going to be. That is fascinating. Yes. So even though it was technically released pre the enforcement of the codes, the director, Frank Capra. Mm -hmm. Christmas boy. Christmas Capra. <laughs> <laughs> kind of saw the writing on the wall. And so they made it fairly code friendly so that it would endure oh, over time. That's really interesting. That and is, that's why they don't like bone. You can see a little bit of both. The, oh, yeah. It's, it's saucy. Oh, yeah. It's saucy, but spicy. they don't they don't go all the way. They, Directed and co-produced by Frank Capra, it won all five Academy Awards it was nominated for wow. at the seventh Academy Awards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. And it was the first of only three films ever to sweep the like biggest quote unquote categories of best picture, best actress, best actor, best director, and best adapted screenplay. Mm. Clark Gable. Our tiny mustachioed man. This movie came out five years before Gone with the Wind, which is the other movie on the list that we've seen him in. Clark Gable's father was a Protestant and his mother was a Catholic, which I thought was nice the for union. us. Oh. Um, he traveled to Hollywood in 1924 to pursue acting. He married his acting coach, who became his manager. Her name was Josephine Dillon. She was 17 years older than him. Oh. Their divorce finalized in April of 1930, and a few days later, a few days later, he married Texas socialite Maria Franklin Prentice Lucas Langham. He started as an extra in silent films and then ultimately became MGM's biggest male star. Wow. In fact, he was still under contract at MGM when they wanted to make this movie, so Louis B. Mayer lent him to Columbia Pictures to make It Happened One Night. Oh. They were like, okay, you can borrow the boy. Borrow our boy. Borrow the boy. And this movie, It Happened One Night, is the movie that really propelled him to stardom. He was starting to make a name for himself, but then this one, everybody was like, now that's a man. Claudette Colbert, born in France. Ah. Uh. Huge. Her family emigrated to Manhattan in 1906 when she was three years old. And she learned English from her grandmother in order to attend public school in the States. She started acting in plays when she was 15. And casting liked that she could do both American and British accents. And they're like, oh, this sophisticated woman. Look at this woman. No one else in America can no do a British one, accent. No American <laughs> in the year 1918 could do a British accent. We'd been trying to reject those guys That's for right. 100 years. Mm -hmm. She signed with Paramount Pictures in 1928 because they wanted stage actors for the talkies. She got her start on Broadway in New York. And then when the talkies started up, they were like, God, we have so many hot people, but nobody who knows how to talk. <laughs> and so they had to go to Broadway. <laughs> 
She only agreed to do It Happened One Night if the studio doubled her salary (laughs) and she could complete all of the filming in four weeks before her already planned vacation. For vacation? I love her. Oh my god. I love that. Wow. She starred in more than 60 movies over the course of her career, booked, busy, and blessed. And this made me laugh. One of the films she was in was just called She Married Her Boss. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. We gotta see it. It's like, if you were to run an, like, every movie title from the past through an AI, like, that's what they would come up with. She married her, her boss. boss. <laughs> and then a few things I just Googled because they mentioned them in the movie and I was like, what? An auto gyro is uh, also known as a gyroplane. And that's the plane that the guy arrives in for his wedding. And it's oh, yeah. crazy looking. <laughs> so I Googled it. I was like, what the fuck is that? And it's kind of like a helicopter meets a glider. And then the walls of Jericho, which is a running metaphor. Do you know about this? I don't. The Bible? Did you read the Bible as a, as a Catholic We read child? parts of it, but no, I went but to But not a, the Jericho part? No. So the Bible story is the Battle of Jericho. And it was the first battle fought by the Israelites in the conquest of Canaan? Canaan? Canaan. Canaan, C-A-N-A-N. We said Canaan, but that could be wrong. Okay, well, I'll just go by the Seattle Catholics. Canaan. (laughs) And the story goes that the walls of Jericho fell on the seventh day of Joshua marching his troops around the city and blowing trumpets. And the din that they created was so loud that the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. Or, according to scientists, there was an earthquake. (laughs) That's cool. One of the two. That's cool as hell, though. Either men yelled so loud... (laughs) Or there was a If you played King Kong 1933 at the the walls of Jericho, I bet it would fall down. Um, And the last fact I will leave us with is men's underwear sales plummeted after the release of It Happened One Night because Clark Gable didn't wear an undershirt in the film. It went out of fashion. It just <laughs> underwear men salesmen across the country smoking a cigar being like, damn it, Gable, you're bare chested Adonis. <laughs> that is freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> oh. Oh, Liana, thank you so much for that historical context. Thank you. Oh, 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 she's dancing. I am so happy. Here's, and I actually, I know exactly why i like this movie so much tell me it's because it includes my favorite tropes of a enemies to lovers where two people who annoy each other eventually fall in love Uh uh-huh and when they meet on the bus she's like shut up and don't ever speak to me and then by the end she's like i if i don't run away with you to an island i will kill myself (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) you know that trope and the trope of having to sleep in the same space Oh, yeah. For an evening. And yes. they're on a bus and they got to sleep next to each other. And then they have to sleep in the same room together for several nights. I mean, come on. And this movie let those moments breathe. Oh, let's move on to our phone notes. Yeah. I did notice. Did you feel like this movie was very just like relatable in the way that they spoke? And it felt like modern day. There was one line when they were waiting, when they were about to try hitchhiking mm-hmm. and he does his incredible comedy and he's showing her all the different ways you can like hail a a ride and try Uh to hitchhike and she he did one and she said oh that was amazing i remember that line too 
And I was like, is it 2022 it on my so screen? Modern. Is this am I just outside of a outside of a a Trader Joe's watching two people interact? Am I is this a UCB theater performance? It could be. It could be. I remember that exact line. It was I like my I was ears like, sort of popped off my head. <laughs> That's how it felt. I was like that that sticky toy, the bouncy <laughs> thing. I popped up. I you you have, I have to know what I'm talking no about. No idea. No, no, what no, you're I'm gonna, about. I'm, we're gonna get it. Do you need to hang up a blanket in between you and your hot friend? Now's the time. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Oh. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Liana, you said, why the tiny mustache? Clark Gable, hot. Mm-hmm. Clark Gable's mustache? Why? Just the slim mustache was really It does imply me. evil will tie you to a railroad. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, like a, a like a rat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, It yes. really reminded me of a rat. Totally. Did it do it for you? What's your stance on the stash? Uh, you know, I'm kind of like live and let live. I'm sort of like if he wants to express himself, then he's feel free oh, to. All right. Okay. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't say I wouldn't condemn a man for just expressing himself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would like to tell him what to do with his body and it's shave the mustache. <laughs> um, what did you think of his energy when it started out? Like at what point were you like, I'm into this? Uh, from the start? From the get go. As soon as she was on a bus and then Clark Gable was hot, I was like, oh, I know what's happening. I know exactly what's going on. And I am ready. <laughs> I knew it was going to rain. Yeah. I knew they were going to be in close quarters for the whole oh. time. Oh. I knew that they were going to fall in love with each other because we never saw the fiance who plays tennis or whatever his thing was. Oh, um, I guess that's why you wrote, yes, bitch, sit on him. <laughs> You know, yeah, I support sitting on men. She goes um, to put her yeah. suitcase up and then the, the, bus. the bus jostles. Yeah. And she sits on his lap. And I was like, oh, my God, spicy. Okay. That this- was the first of many spicy moments. I didn't realize it was a pre-code film because they never, like, actually boned. I was like, oh, they're really skirting the edge. Right. But that was one. And then when he fully was shirtless, I said aloud, oh. Me too. <laughs> When he removed his shirt, I was like, this is happening. And I felt like I should tell someone. I was like, hello? He didn't. (laughs) Is there an authority here? He did not remove his pants all the way, but he hinted at it. Spicier. He like went to remove them and she runs away, afraid because his pants were imminently dropping. (laughs) Imminently dropping. The peen was soon to be out. He like grabs his belt and oh my gosh. It was was, hot. It was really hot. It was really hot. Unfortunately, it was incredibly hot to me. Everybody in the movie theater must have been sweating. I found the whole, like, some of the energy that he was employing, I found annoying. I found the writing of her annoying, and I think those kind of go hand in hand. Right. Where she's, like, more incompetent than she actually would have been. Yeah. And he has to, like, look out for her and take care of her in that way. That's why I feel like he was just treating her as incompetent, even though she's fine. But he's like, She kind of, I mean, she was a bit of an idiot. (laughs) Like, she got her full bag stolen. She left her entire bus ticket on the bus. Yeah. What I liked about her, though, was how she wasn't like, oh, no, my bag. She was like, what the hell are you talking about? My bag isn't gone. Oh, it is gone. Oh, damn it. (laughs) I loved her energy. There's just more layers there. I think it's because her voice was deep. Her voice was deep. She had a deep voice. Sienna, you've written one egg, one donut, black coffee. Sounds like an amazing breakfast. Here's my question. Uh-huh. Did you know about Dunkin' Donuts? Like dunking Like them? you dunk a donut, and that's why they called it Dunkin' Donuts? Yes. What? You just knew about that? <laughs> I've never, ever thought that it was about dunking a donut into your coffee and then eating it. What did you... What have you been thinking? I was just like, oh, yeah, American runs on Duncan. Do you think I believe you. We don't have those in Colorado. Edgar. I don't have them in Seattle. An Edgar Duncan. Edgar Duncan. (laughs) Edgar J. Duncan. Duncan Donuts. I mean, (laughs) Mr. Duncan's Donuts. I loved the dunking scene because I think about dunking so much. I have often said 
it's going to seem like a lie because I haven't said it to you, but I've said <laughs> it to other people. Why do you think I would think that was a lie? <laughs> I know you won't believe me. Well, I've never heard you say that before. I I've, don't believe it. I've said so many things to you that it just seems like... I don't remember anything you've said to me. <laughs> if you said it often, That's I good. wouldn't know. I often say that my favorite foods are dunking foods. I <laughs> yeah, love to... have heard that. I love... Okay, it. I actually don't believe Right? You. Don't you not believe me? I don't, I've never seen you dunk anything. We don't what eat that dunking? much together. When I was a kid, I loved... Uh, graham crackers and milk. I would eat them all like from the age of like eight graham to eighteen crackers in, uh, for ten years. Yes, I, I also love. I love dunking brownies and milk. I love dunking cookies brownies and milk. Obviously, everybody's milk. <laughs> you really aren't much of a dunker. I'll dunk a French fry in a milkshake. Oh yeah, that I'll dunk. That's wonderful. I'll dunk. What uh, a, you know what? I, I dunked recently. I dunked an Oreo cakester in coffee. Ah, uh, that's much like a donut. <laughs> Oh shit! Really is. You're right. But I've never thought I've had a million donuts in my lifetime, and I've never put it next to a coffee and been like, "Let me make, let me allow DOS to become Uno," as Miranda would say. You've never thought become Uno. You've never thought to dip a donut into coffee. No, and for a year of college, my breakfast almost every day was a coffee and a donut, and I just never. That's crazy. It never crossed my mind. I dunk. I but like whatever I can. And you got to be willing to make the mess. That's what I didn't respect about his method. He was like, <laughs> don't dunk it all the way or it'll get soggy. I prefer it soggy. I don't mind a little bit getting in there. I just grab you a spoon. Stupid. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. I also don't mind. I think he was wrong to withdraw it so quickly. He shouldn't have pulled out so fast. <laughs> I think he should have left it in for longer. <laughs> oh. But that scene... It, so they've spent the night in a rainy cabin. They, mm-hmm. And they're pre- pretending to be husband and wife. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yep. And then they improvise an argument to ward off the detectives who have come looking for her. So oh, she like yeah. messes up her hair and they pretend to be a married couple. And I was like, another reason that I love this movie was I was like, this would be a really fun role to play. Like there actually was a lot for yes. her to do. And yeah. often the women on this list just kind of get slapped. Totally. And that's their whole and thing. And a lot of the comedy wasn't just her getting slapped no <laughs> a lot of the comedy was from her being rich and trying to figure out like she got to play the fun role yeah he was she a straight stuff man to do he was a straight man a lot of the time and she was the one the who was like reason yes as they would say <laughs> she was the one who got to be like i don't understand that showers are individual like i, I have to wait in yeah. line what i've never eaten a care before what the bus the bus needs to wait for me <laughs> i loved that you know i actually really thought the bus was gonna wait for her I also couldn't believe that he left and came back with a bouquet of raw carrots. <laughs> Where did he go? He found them all he in was like a rabbit and plucked them, plucked them all and gathered them up and tied them up with a tie. Oh my God. And then when she lies on the hay bale and she puts both of her hands behind her head and he tucks her in, uh-huh. I was like, this is pornography. Yes. That was, oh, that's when I was absolutely sure it was pre-code. This is also, I was taking notes. I was like, okay, if, if anyone ever tucks me in, what you got to do is you got to put both hand, arms behind your head. Yeah. So you can be like, I'm open for business. Yeah. Because that is what she was saying. She was also looking up in a very main character-y way. I mean, which she like, was the main character. They never give women that. That's true. <laughs> they never she, give, she seemed to be very in control of her own body. Yeah. And women aren't allowed to be like pensive. That's always for the men. Yeah. To just like look up and think and look at the stars. No. Oh. She was thinking. And then she got this guy up in her face almost kissing her but not because he knows about consent <sighs> so we did smack her ass one time but to punish her it was a spank 
that was like it wasn't sexual it was punishment i was like oh i see how this is funny for the time like i don't like it but i i see how it's funny one of those yeah oh, there yeah. were a few of those where i was like the thing that made it funny even today was that he was like here can you hold this for a sec mm-hmm. and she holds the suitcase and that is what allows him to spank her so it was the lead up to it yeah that i was like oh that's funny because it's the reversal of expectation yeah that's comedy baby Liana has said <laughs> there's so many funny things to come okay Liana you said is she <laughs> I know what you're gonna say <laughs> Liana has said is she gonna stop this car with her tits <laughs> and the answer was sort of yes <laughs> So they're doing this hitchhiking thing. As Liana said earlier, oh. there's kind of a funny little sequence where he's like, I'm going to show you. There's all these different types of hitchhiking and they all work. You put your mm. thumb out like this, like this. And then he goes out and a million cars go by. <laughs> so many cars. They all. I was. It was so many that I was like, wait, how did they shoot this? How did they have all these cars lined up and ready to go? <laughs> were they like a mile down the road? And then when the director called so. action, they were like, trundle along, boys. Yeah. It's coming up. <laughs> Oh, that was very funny. It was really funny. And uh, so <sighs> it doesn't work. None of these. He strikes out every time. Yeah. And then she's like, all right, I think I'm going to give it a try. Mm. And I don't I don't even need to use my thumb. Yeah. She did what you would do in any King Kong scenario. <laughs> Flash a little leg. <laughs> Flash a little leg. <laughs> well, let's get to the main point. <laughs> they get picked up by a man who... <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> this man is... Singing nonstop. And Liana and I have both written notes that this reminded us of her. I reworded my note to be nicer. What was it originally? Because right now you said man singing in the car, Liana during Sound of Music. Fair enough. Yes. Before it said man singing in car, Liana. Yeah. (laughs) That's more accurate. What did I sing just before we started recording? You said something, and then I sang it back at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a musical woman. I don't know what to tell. I'm a musical woman. Le- Liana has written, Sienna's is how you feel when I sing. And yes, because not only is he singing, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, Rhett, um, Rhett Clark Butler, Gable, <laughs> Clark Gable is in the back going like, stop, stop singing enough. <laughs> this guy was so funny, by the way. They, they get in and he's like, oh, Young people in love are seldom hungry when they are in love. It was like looking in a mirror. (laughs) I could not believe. Because he and I have the thing in common, too, where we're not really on um, the right notes. We're just incredibly (laughs) loud. (laughs) We sort of have one. Our range is just loud. Yeah. That's all we can really do. And then not only was he singing, but... Uh, but Clark Gable was like, hey, you, hey, excuse, could you, eh, 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 trying to get a word in. And mm-hmm. then he was like, okay, are your tonsils burning? <laughs> and the favorite thing he sings is he's like, no, my tonsils do not burn. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. Yeah. Oh, he was very funny. Liana, you've said, you said, Oop, shirtless again. He was shirtless again. In the other hotel room? Excuse me? <laughs> in the next hotel? Okay. Yes, because the first little cabin they stay in is when it gets it's really rainy, and she showers the next day, and they have their donut coffee. Then they stay in the 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 complex of lodges that's run by a couple who's a small husband and a very stern woman. (laughs) Mom, please let them stay. And a cat as well. 
<laughs> and I guess he's shirtless again. <gasps> the, oh, oh, this oh. is when. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to say something and we might have to cut it because it might come across as anti-women. But <laughs> <laughs> this movie has truly changed you. <laughs> He's he's undressed again. The tits are out. Mm-hmm. He's he's breasting once more. And she is like down to her slip. And he's telling her about his ideal, like romantic life. And he's like, I just really want to travel and I want to do all this stuff. And I was like, this woman's nipples are hard. <laughs> that woman's nipples were hard. Right in that moment, she had hard nipples. Yeah. The nipples were erect. What's to be said? What's to be said? And it's fair. I mean, I too. Uh, yes. We'd all have a hard Were they actually? I thought I saw a point. (laughs) I just can't tell if you're saying like, yes, queen. I bet bet those. Or if you were like, like, I think her nipples were hard. (laughs) They should have been. She's an actress, not a robot. I too would be aroused by a man being like, I really know what I want to do with my life. Yeah, absolutely. Andy's Clark Gable. Yeah. His discussion about swimming. A (sighs) a man who's like, I want to go swimming with you. (laughs) I want that. And that's what did it for you? I want that. You want to go swimming with a man? Every man I've ever dated has been a little bit weird about swimming. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a true fact. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Everyone. That's it. That's your type. (laughs) Liana, you've said, I should have befriended more heiresses during college. I really, really feel this way. More... My Instagram feed recently has just been heiresses getting married in fun locations around the globe. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I really should have been working hard in college to befriend any heiress I could. Because imagine the parties we would be invited to now. Oh, my gosh. The open bars, the the favors that would be given out, the, the gorgeous exotic locales. Yeah. The shrimp. Absolutely. The lobster. The shrimp. The tropical fruits. The lobster. The beverages on tap. The tropical fruits. The signature cocktails. Absolutely. The wedding hashtags. Oh my. The wedding hash browns. Oh. Oh, I'm going to have those. I'm going to have tater tots at my wedding. Oh. Young people in love sometimes need to take ad breaks. Mm. We'll be right back. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. 
you know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The ending of this movie, it was just giving me what I wanted, which was, what a dream to have the man that you like be in the place that you want him to be. <laughs> that Ooh. almost never happens. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's such a big struggle. Of... It's so hard to get men to be where you want them to be. <laughs> they gave me two out of the three things that I wanted, which were, one, he showed up to her wedding. Two, they saw each other from across the room. And they did that whole thing. And I was like, eh. But the one thing they didn't give me was a kiss. I really thought we were going to see Clark and Claudette smooch. And instead we saw uh, an innuendo Bible metaphor blanket. Which for me, not the same. For you, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) That really, really, for me, I was like, I I was in shock at how like sexual that was. (laughs) You're like, ah! (laughs) And I was like, no! (laughs) Well, I feel like it's a good transition into Badges and Tragedies. Yeah. I want to hear what worked and what didn't for you. Oh, my goodness. Welcome now to Badges and Tragedies, in which we award the film a badge for donuts well dunked <laughs> and a trage for for Edgar J. Duncan. <laughs> oh, Founder J. Edgar of- Hoover. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Founder of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I got a badge for these eyebrows. They were where they were. Claudette's? Mm-hmm. I have badge for the word vittles. Badge for phone conversations I don't understand. In old movies, I get stressed when I can't understand conversations most of the time. But when it's over the phone, I'm like, I get what they're trying to communicate. Like, Mm. by the end of this, I'll understand what the vibe is. So I'm just going to sit back and let this wash over me. Mm. Oh, a badge for why you and... Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. I knew you were going to like the oh, yeah. And they did the rule of thirds comedy with that. That was, it was so very funny. funny. Batch for quitting your job, then taking a shot. <laughs> That's going to be you, baby. I have a badge. <laughs> I have a badge for. Oh, the guy at the train station reading out city names. I forgot ah! about that. Do you remember him? He was very funny. There was one Bruh. of the engineers. He's like, Bruh. he was like a foghorn. Yeah. I can't remember any city names now. Philadelphia. Like, Philadelphia. Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> a badge for representing how stressful it can be to travel alone as a woman. I oh thought they gosh. actually did do this well. I have a badge for 
pacing slash speaking at a normal pace. Mm. It just this is one of the reasons it felt modern to me is they would just have conversations. They weren't too slow. They weren't yeah. too fast. Yeah, I was I was there with them. I felt like I was really sitting there with them. Mm. Badge for another trope that I love, which is tending the wound. This is he comes back with the car and he's bleeding, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're bleeding!" And I was like, "Where is an injured man who I can tend to?" But I don't know why I want that. I'm incredibly squeamish. Badge for the sentence. Well, shut my big nasty mouth. Oh my god. Oh my god. Who said that? It might have been the married creep. I don't remember. Oh yes, it was. I remember now. It's a really funny sentence. Badge for all these tiny lamps. In almost every hotel they stayed in, motel, lodge, there was a tiny lamp on each table next to the, each little bed. Cute. The past was just smaller. It was. The lamps were smaller. Badge for it before Hays Code. Just before mm-hmm. Hays Code movies, I've been enjoying a lot. Oh, yeah. King Kong. Nope. This. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Badge for a printing newspaper montage. Oh. I do love those. Oh, my god! I don't know how you felt because it was a lot of reading. I could figure out what was going on. Yeah. There were a lot of pictures. Badge for this old, I wrote old camp park and breakfast. Just how everybody gathered at these these parks then versus how they would now. Like, mm. And where did he get the donuts? And there was a little kitchenette in their room. Where did he get the That's donuts? That's just so cute. Yeah. I, I, I really like just following along on their little road trip. My final badge is for her at the end just being like, you know what? I don't want to make it a whole thing. So I'm, I'm, I'll just marry that guy. <laughs> like everybody's here already. Yeah. I'm in the dress. I'll just marry him. I, and I don't want to, but it's going to be worse if I don't. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to marry him. <laughs> I would hundred percent do that. I'm going to say my, this badge of mine right now, which is badge <laughs> <Please>. for, <laughs> well, it's just, I'm moving it up is a uh, badge for supportive dad advice yeah. slash dad wanting the best for his daughter. He really did a 180. Because he was like, because no. at the beginning he was holding her captive. Yeah. But the reason he was doing that was because he was like, it seems like you married this person really impulsively, whatever. Yeah. But then he's, but then he was like, listen, I'm on board. I just wanted to come home. I just wanted to be safe. So I'm fine with you guys being, I'll get over it. Yeah. But then he's like, wait, daughter, do you actually love this guy? And she's like, no. She's like, I don't want to cancel the party and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? You should do what makes you happy. I definitely don't want you to just make this big decision because you feel like you have to marry the one you love. Yeah. He was like, oh. uh. badge for the piggybacker chat. Uh-huh. There were a couple of fun bits that felt like Seinfeld-esque. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, badge for the toothpick moment. Mm-hmm. When he picks, uh, they were so comfortable with one another. Hey, out of her teeth. That was just that was fun. <laughs> badge for the singing line, my tonsils won't burn. Mm. Freaking hilarious. Oh, good. Badge for warm light and quietude. Everyone looked so good just, and got to nap. It just felt nice. Real dream. Every place they got to be in was nice. Badge for great ending. What was the ending? Oh. <laughs> Bad for great ending, which was, as you said, how we were happy that it, we're happy about which oh, way it was. went. It was great. <laughs> and I loved that the walls of Jericho mm. fell down. I thought that was so cool. Mm. Badge for, I love her. I love her. I really love her. I really liked her a lot. And badge for actual fun. Yeah. It felt like people were having legitimate fun. Tragis? I have a trage for this woman absolutely would have been keeping tabs on her suitcase. There is no way yeah. she would not have noticed that her suitcase was stolen. Trage for calling Ellie a brat. I yes. really didn't like that. It was really condescending. Yeah. Trage for the fact that we are all still at risk of Shapely's on public transit. Oh my the God. creepy married guy. Shapely, the guy who is like, my name is Shapely and that's how I like my women. Ugh. Trage for helpless baby 
trope slash controlling her spending mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, yes, my next tragedy is for them making her more incompetent so that he has to save her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similarly, tragedy for the countdown. He gives her a countdown at one point. Oof. I freaking hate that. My dad obviously did that <laughs> when I was growing up, as yep. is his right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He, that's, that's his right as yeah. my parent. To but a couple, a couple of boyfriends have tried doing that to me before. And they couldn't even swim. <laughs> they couldn't even freaking <laughs> swim. A trage for perfect hair and makeup upon waking. Oh. That was the one part where I was like, I thought about no. that. Yep. Because it was pristine. A lot of it was very realistic. Just like they yeah. weren't eating, so they got really hungry. Like she got hay in her teeth and he picked yeah. it out for her. Like they didn't completely play into the realism of being disheveled together. Yes. And that's what bonds people. Yes. I just want to be disheveled near someone. I don't think they knew that women had faces at the time. No, definitely not. A trash for the interior design of the rich dad's like home office. Oh. Incredibly bland. I was mm. like, sir, you are rich. You are famously rich. Get a vase. <laughs> rich people should be swimming in vases. Absolutely. Trash for any like hurting or threatening the woman. Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple moments of that. A trash for Rhett describing his dream woman as someone who just likes the exact same stuff that he does. <laughs> If I could find a lady, oh, if I could find a girl like that, oh, yeah. if I could just find one he girl was like, like she's that. She's got to be so into swimming on the island. And also, I was like, okay. You don't have to like the exact same things in yeah. order to be like compatible. Oh, if only I could date me. Yes, that's how it felt. Dredge for telling her she doesn't know how to dunk. I found that really. Yeah. It, people can just be different. I yeah. think a lot of the energy that he was putting out that bothered me was energy that I've gotten from guys I've dated. I can see that. They really want to tell me that I'm not as organized as I could be. And they're going to show me how to do it. And I'm like, I'm never going to listen to you when you say that. Right. (laughs) And I just watching him was like, take your top off. (laughs) (laughs) And he did. And he did. And I said, thank you. (laughs) My final trage is for the ending. Because we didn't get to see them kiss. I'm sad. I was like, we've suffered through the thin mustache for this long. Put it somewhere. <laughs> Put your mustache somewhere. And he didn't. Oh, tragic for the unbuttoning and buttoning of her blouse thing. It was like, would have been hot if it was in more of like a hot scenario, but it wasn't. <laughs> and so it was just like him undressing her when he didn't ask if he could. Oh, to dishevel her. And it felt weirdly babyish. And Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the rebuttoning it that, that really got me weirdly enough. Interesting. It's like she can button her own goddamn blouse. No, me that whole time I was like, my shirt's open. <laughs> Who wants it? Have at it. <laughs> Soup's on. <laughs> Shall we move on, Liana? Shall we move on? Let's move to the next station. This is our segment, How to Pretend You've Seen This Film. Yes. This is for... You are on a bus mm-hmm. and Shapely mm-hmm. is coming up to you, sitting right down and saying, Hey, your legs look like my my legs if they were on my face. Your legs <laughs> look like my wife. <laughs> your legs look like my wife. My wife looks like your legs. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. That reminds me of the movie. <laughs> the movie to do the best hey, showing a little leg of all hey, movies. We could, we could happen one night. <laughs> and in order to <laughs> stop Shapely from continuing to shape you, <laughs> we're going to give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film. It happened one night. Hey guys, in these next segments, uh, I said something that's stressfully on out <laughs> and it gets a little crazy. <laughs> It's very uh, funny, the rest of the audio. So this is right now. Uh, we're letting you know we're going to have a Patreon. We're making one uh, next month. Stay tuned. Yep. Uh, but you can hear the full cut there. All <laughs> right. She sounds insane. 
You'll understand why once we launch our Patreon. <laughs> All right. We love you. Enjoy. Oh, Shapely, It Happened One Night is such a fun screwball romp with two great performers. Mm. Claudette Colbert and Clark Gable. Oh, I like this where we just tell them little facts about them. It is. That's the point. Ooh. Is that the segment? <laughs> what have I been saying? You know, you've just been having fun, which is good. No, no, we have two different things that we do. No, I'm going to do your thing. I never know what to say in this segment. You should just talk about what's his name being hot. Oh, shapely Clark Gable was hot as hell. I hope he puts his chest on me one day. (laughs) Get off the bus. (laughs) Shapely, a very fun scene from the movie It Happened One Night was the part on the bus where they sing the man on the flying trapeze. Mm. Why don't you swing right off this bus? Yeah. I really don't understand this segment. Talking about what's in being hot will probably get Shapely to go away. Shapely, Clark Gable's tits were out, and I liked it. <laughs> Why don't you sing it? I don't want to. <laughs> Shapely, It Happened One Night is not only good, but it won five Oscars at the time. Or at least it was nominated, I think. It won... It won? Holy crap. The 7th Academy Awards. Wow. So, get off the bus. Shapely, you'll never be Clark Gable. Go fly away in an auto gyro. (laughs) Clark, take your top off! (laughs) Next is our segment, Mm -hmm. Should You Watch This Or? When we tell you if you should watch this movie, or if you should do anything else with your time... Liana, what the heck do you think? I don't know. <laughs> Stop asking. Want me to go first? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> you liked it. You liked this movie. I think you could watch it. Um, it's not streaming anywhere, so I don't know where you're going to get it, but <laughs> you can try. If you want a man to stay where you are, <laughs> be nice to you. This is the film for you. This is the movie equivalent of replying to your text. (laughs) You should check it out. (laughs) So you say people should watch it. Yeah, if you want to. (laughs) Okay, so Liana thinks that you should watch this film. Or you can. Um, I... I think this is also a really fun movie to watch out of all the ones on the list. Um, if you weren't in the mood for a full movie experience right now, or if you found the the condescending man things just too annoying at the moment, one thing you could watch, which is arguably worse, <laughs> but it reminds me of sometimes, is Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Because it did remind me of it when they had they had some scenes where they take apart little things, you know, where they're like, "That's not piggybacking." No, that's not piggybacking, and it felt very uh, Larry David mm. vibes to me. I do think that this one maybe has some better, you know, the way they talk about women in that show could be like, ugh. But mm. also some fun performers in that. If you just want a short form experience, Liana, how would you rate this film? I've thought about it a lot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I would give this film 3.5 Clark Gable 
breasts. <laughs> Out of five. I was going to give it four before the end of the movie, but then they didn't kiss in oh. front of me. <laughs> and so I had to knock it down to a, a clean 3.5. <clears throat> Um, that's great I enjoyed it a lot a lot of the comedy holds up a lot it it gets dinged fully down to a four in advance of the not kissing because it's it's got still so much of that like misogyny that, that yeah. rings through and it's like ooh that's yeah. ooh <laughs> oh no um, so not perfect but really doing a lot of, I wonder if four maybe maybe it would have been a 4.5 because I did enjoy it <sighs> I feel like when you just have thrown an egg at a wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, I'm the egg. <laughs> Sienna, what about you? I am giving this film a solid four out of five mm. for correcting for Sienna inflation. Uh-huh. And, uh, same as you. I really enjoyed it. I found it very modern feeling and uh, warm. Yeah. It, it just felt nice to watch. I really mm-hmm. liked it and I can't wait to watch it again. Oh. But I'm knocking it off a whole point because it was, there's some just annoying, if you've had annoying boyfriends, it's, it was kind of annoying. <laughs> that and sort of the, yeah, the, as we've talked about the misogyny and stuff that comes up mm-hmm. in old movies like this. I'm going to give it four out of five Dunked donuts. Mm. I just want someone to dunk my donut. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Toss Popcorn. I'm sorry that I broke my co-host partway through. I'm sorry as well. She's still being (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) But uh, we got to go get on a bus. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We are on social media, please, at Tossed Popcorn. Give us a follow. Tell your friends. Share the good word. (laughs) Don't forget to rate us those five stars, please, because we love you and hopefully you love us. Mm -hmm. And join us next week when we will be watching A Streetcar Named Desire. Stella! Thank you. We love you. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. What okay, toy do you have I'm to I'm going to go from the, ba- the base up. Like a little plastic circle base. Just a circle of plastic. Okay. Attached to that is a coiled spring. Coiled spring. Then there's a sort of tutu of plastic around that spring, atop which sits a little round like monster or creature. So you you wet the tutu of plastic or like rubber and you stick it. You press the spring down, you stick it to the plastic base. And then over time, it like eases up so that... It pops. Oh, okay. I still have never seen that before. Oh, my God. (laughs) You've explained it perfectly. I now understand what you're saying. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.